Hey everyone, I'm Priya Sutteva and you're listening to Trending Diary the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people sucks now. Today I'm joined with Daryl Johnson who's a steady dancer from Broadway television film and stages and have worked all around the world including Greg Berg and Michael Jackson. Also she is the founder and director of the Me Nobody Knows which is a non-profit organization whose mission is to empower youth by art education and mentorship. and also help them to embrace their natural gifts by tapping into their innate gifts talents and creative expressions amazing though daryl believes art can do much good for the children and she's truly ignited with the passion to find the authenticity and true calling in the little kids she has even graced the stage with her amazing prof- performances on academy awards grammy awards and mtv daryl has a legendary record of working over in dozen of films and Tony Award winning musicals The Wigs The Sophisticated Ladies Guys and Dolls Evolution of the Blues and even much more Can't wait to have some amazing conversation with this lady on Trending Diary show let's tune in Daryl Hi there how are you Priya I'm good how are you doing I'm wonderful Very excited to have you on the show, and thank you so much for accepting the invitation and coming with a quick note. Of course, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. So, tell me first of all. I'm really curious to know why you choose art to teach kids, and what's so special about your organization. The reason why I teach art and I've chosen art to teach kids is because I recognize that within every child, within every human being, there are natural gifts and talents that have not been discovered. And so mm-hmm. the me nobody knows which is the name of my organization is about tapping into those gifts and discovering them not only for themselves but for the world to see. Mm-hmm. The me nobody knows. Also Daryl you have also written a book uh, about mentoring the me nobody knows. So can we have more insights in the same? Yes. So the book mentoring the me nobody knows which is on amazon.com I mm-hmm. use that It's a work study book and I've done workshops. I was in Nairobi, Kenya last year and I mentored over 100 students using that work work um study book. They have sent me emails and text messages saying how the book has helped them tremendously discover their talents, increase their um personality and just tapping into them. It's like a diary, like a journal. where they can begin to answer questions about themselves and become mm-hmm. better and become you know wiser and getting to know things about themselves and if there's something that they may not have you know forgiven somebody about they get to write about it and so it's kind of like a journal where they get to self reflect and then build up themselves and um that's the power in humanity is that we have the power to become better every single day when we know better we can do better yeah so so tell what's the one advice from your journal from your diary that you would like to mention well in regards to the gifts and the talents and the art and all the things that i've done as a performer and as a dancer and recognizing those gifts in children one of the things that is really on my heart as well is living a life of health and what does that mean and what does that look like and start making better decisions on what we're eating 
um, what we're cleaning our homes with, what we're putting on our bodies. Because if we want to live long and strong, we can live to be 120. God says he's given, can give us 120 years to live. Okay. I want to see three digits, but what does that entail? That just doesn't happen by osmosis. There's a certain lifestyle that we have to begin to be accountable for. And so I've been doing that the last eight years, actually, and more or less so since COVID hit, especially targeting that and wanting to share that with um, people that I know, you know, living healthy, being healthy can build our immune system. It can make all the difference in the world in which we're living right now. We don't want to be subject or become a statistic to Mm -hmm. a pandemic, right? And so we can take initiation and start doing things within ourselves, within our homes and taking responsibility over our lives. So that's what's close to my heart right now, living healthy and health and wellness. Mm-hmm. In addition you know to all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, especially after the pandemic is something I really look up to because, you know, it's not really important that how long you live and uh, what numbers you add to the ages, but it's, more important it's more about the quality of your life the so, quality, yeah, you, exactly. exactly that's it mm-hmm. and when you have quality of life that's going to to lead into the quantity of life it goes hand in hand right because there's going to be consequences we have choices and then there are consequences so when we do the right thing and try to live healthy the consequences of that is going to be a positive result you know being mindful of the sugars we eat. And I say do this in moderation. I'm teaching this to my kids right now, my high school students. You know, we, I teach a PE class and we we have a conversation once a week about health and they want to talk about it. They're like, Ms. Richardson, can we talk about health today? And yes. So my whole thing is giving the kids what they want so that they can become adults that are going to be able to make a difference in the lives of the people whose live path they come across. You know, it's all about developing leaders and giving and making a difference. And when we do that with one, teach one, reach one, teach one, reach one, teach one. As we reach one and teach one, they're going to go out and do the same thing. That's how I think we can make this world a better place. It starts with us. Mm, So true. And uh, and also, besides that, you being a great choreographer, Daryl, you have been into acting, role plays. You have been into many things, right? So, so can you share one advice? Or I should say one thing that, you know, that one factor which is really important to live other characters. Because somewhere I believe we all are somewhere doing, having role plays. Yes. Whether somewhere from one job to being a parent, being a kid, being a sister, being a a lover of something means we are having different roles so whether it's about your career or personal life we're switching it so so what's the one thing i know it's very different from the on screen to the off screen but mm-hmm. still i really want to know you know one thing i think especially actors know the skill the choreographer the artists have this kind of amazing skill so so what's the one advice to you know switch it or you know to have being so empathetic about every character I have a great story that I want to share when I was actually 16, 17 years old and I was going on my very first movie audition here in New York. It was for the Wiz movie and I went into the audition and there were hundreds of thousands of dancers in this, in this place. It was huge. It was, you know, so many dancers and I'm looking around 
And I started to get intimidated by what I was seeing in the room. There were beautiful girls, they were talented, but I was beautiful too. And I was talented too, right? And so when we went in the room, I went to the back of the room, afraid, mm-hmm. but I went to the back of the room. When I, we did the audition, the choreographer, he ended up only keeping a few people and he cut the group. And I was in the group that he mm-hmm. cut. And so when I left out of that room, I said, wait a minute. I said, he could not have seen me if I was in the back. He couldn't have seen me. So what did I do? I went in the bathroom. I changed my leotard. I changed my hair. I had my hair in a little bun in the back. I took it out and put it on on top. I went and got another number because there were hundreds of people. People were not remembering faces. And I waited and waited to go in again. And the next time I went in that room to audition, where do you think I went? To the Mm -hmm. front, to the front. Mm -hmm. And I got the Uh job. And to this day, I still get residual checks for that was movie. The moral of the story is never compare yourself to anybody. Always be mindful of who you are. When you start comparing yourself to people, your self-esteem will diminish. When you stay steadfast in what you know and who you are and knowing that what's for you is for you, never compare yourself. And so in that moment at 16, 17 years old, I built up some confidence that I said I will never, ever First of all, when I go into a room or an audition or a class, I'll never go to the back. I always go to the front because I want to be seen, right? And never to compare myself to someone else because by me doing that, I caused my own self-esteem to diminish. But I picked it back up when I had the courage to go back in Mm -hmm. the room. And so what I would say to young people out there, old people out there, doesn't matter your age. Don't compare yourself to anyone. You're a divine, design, original. There's not another you on the planet. You were put here for a purpose. Only you can do what you can do. No one else can do you. No one else can be you. You can be yourself the best way you can. No one can compare. And so that would be my encouragement because a lot of times it's very competitive out here in the world and people are looking at people's bodies and hair and face and all of that. Being grateful Mm -hmm. and thankful for who you are and Mm -hmm. not comparing yourself to someone else. So that's my story on encouragement. I tell my kids that and they're like blown away by that because it took me courage to do it. But I had to realize it in that moment, you know. Exactly. Believe me, it's one of the best story about courage and confidence I have heard so far. Yeah. At least personally. Thank so. you. It's true. And it's, it happened. And, it, and after that happened, I made sure that when I went into a room, I was going to be in the front or you're going to see me. You're, gonna, you're not going to forget who I am if I'm in the room. If, even if I don't get hired, you're going to remember me because you saw me. And that was the thing. And yeah. I could have easily left out of that room crying and, you know, going to my dad's car. My dad had took me to the audition. He was outside waiting for me and been like, they didn't keep me. But no, it was like something kicked in on the inside of me, that courage rose Mm -hmm. up and said, no, you go back in there because he didn't see you. And so, yeah, it was a great story. And I I got the movie along with a hundred other dancers. And to this day, I still get residual checks for the Wiz movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I wish that all the listeners who are listening to the stories, they will get the same power. And yes, definitely tap the thing I wanted to say is if, even if you're afraid, do it afraid. <laughs> do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't let fear stop you because you never want to say, oh, I should have done this or I wish I could have done that. No, you do it. 
even if you're yeah. afraid, you do it afraid and see what the outcome is because you never want to have regrets. Having a regret is, you can't go back and change that. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes you a brilliant leader, a brilliant artist. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And teaching young people to be that way as well. Because when you have those kinds of experiences, you can recognize kids who are, you know, young people who are have low self-esteem or may not have as much confidence in themselves or may have fear. Like you can recognize that stuff. And I'm always there wanting to build and encourage and to help them see the, um, the light at the end of the tunnel. Also, Daryl, you have mentioned in the conversation that it's really important to tap into the place that we should, means we should be aware of it, that who we are. So how one can, how an individual can tap into that zone that he or she understand who he or she is. Means if I have to tap into the zone where I, I'm supposed to know who am I, who I am. Yes. So, so how do you do that with your kid? I won't, I'm curious to know about that. How so do you do that? My you? first question that I ask my students is what do people compliment you on? Mm-hmm. What do they compliment you on? And usually mm-hmm. what people compliment people on is has to do with their gifts and their talents. Okay. Some kids mm-hmm. can write, some kids can sing, some kids are pretty or handsome. It's something that people compliment you or your hair always looks nice. That person may be a beautician. They may want to go into doing hair. You know, it's just things, little things like that. And then what do you love doing? Here's the dream job. If you had a job that you could do that you absolutely love, what would it be? And that's when you tap into their desires and you get to their heart, like the, the, the goals of their lives. Everybody has goals, whether they say it or not. They may have them inside, they may have them in their minds, but they have dreams, they have aspirations, and they have goals. And so my job with the organization, Let Me Nobody Knows, is to get them talking about it. And then once you start talking about it, it begins to ignite something on the inside of you. And then my last question, this is a big one, if you had a million dollars deposited into your bank account today, what would you do? And let me tell you some of the things they say. I want to start, I want to open up a shelter for homeless people. Like, of course they want to spend the money on their families and things like that. But then you get into their heart. Like what's, what's, what they care about, you know, and and some of the kids may live in shelters or may have lived in a shelter and they don't ever want to see somebody have to go through that. You know, opening up a place for battered women. Maybe they saw somebody in their family being abused. I mean, the things, the life that we live may be traumatic, but there's always a blessing behind it because it could be that the very thing that you went through may be the thing that you're supposed to go into to help someone else, to prevent them from going into it. And I'm going to tell you another story. I had a house fire back in 2006 and my brother died in that fire trying to put the fire out and it was devastating Mm -hmm. devastating but the next year they were they took two years to rebuild the house I had to my daughter and I had to live someplace else it was very devastating but the next year I did a fire awareness fundraiser because what my brother did he didn't know not to throw water on the fire 
and you never mm-hmm. throw water on a fire. And so even the Me Nobody Knows was about in educating even through death. And I did it at Lincoln Center. We raised enough money to give money to a family who had just been in a fire. They needed money to move. And it was just taking something tragic and making it triumphant for those people who are still here. Now, my brother's not here, but we we used the situation. The fire department came. I invited them because they were so quick to come to my rescue. And we have a plaque up at the firehouse with my brother's name on it in memory of my brother. And so my point is even when tragic things happen, we can go from tragedy Mm -hmm. to triumph, from being a victim to being Mm -hmm. a victor. And that whole event Mm -hmm. was life-changing for me. It was life-changing for other people. It was teaching them what not to do if there's a fire and what to do. What you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. is you close the door and you leave. You don't try to put it out. And my brother didn't know that. He was thinking about saving the family. And unfortunately, it did not turn out in his favor. But my point is I use that situation to build up other people, to educate, and to be a blessing to a family who was in a fire. We can take some of our things you know, you that, that have been traumatic and turn it around to be something good in the world. You know, Del, we need more such kind of mindset. We need, yeah. you know, more such kind of perspective that... Uh, we will consider even a tragedy even a tragedy or even a you know such problem into a blessing it's really important to have such kind of mindset or such kind of positive outlook for any absolutely. situation uh, I mean, absolutely exactly. also Daryl, uh, before wrapping it up i'm uh, curious to know so what is the one thing that you want to see more evolving in the new world or what is the one new trend that you want to see more embraced, I should say, in the new People world. walking in health and not being so subject uh-huh. to prescriptive <laughs> drugs and things of that nature because the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration here in our country, they do not um, approve of natural or organic or things of that nature. And the reason why they don't is because they can't make money off of it. And so if people become educated, they're not going to be so prone when the doctor says, here's a prescription, you need to take this. They're going to go look and research, do the research and see, let's see what's the alternative. What is a natural alternative for this issue? Like I'll give you an example. I was in a car accident in 2011. Mm -hmm. I got hit on a bicycle. I was riding my bike. I got hit, a car hit me. I flew off the bike in the air. I landed. I never fell to the ground. It was amazing. It was like like angels were holding me. And I was able to go teach my class that day. The next day, I woke up. I couldn't move. Long story short, I had a herniated disc. My lumbar five and four and five were out of sync. The doctors wanted to do surgery. They wanted to do surgery. And I was like, no, you're not going to cut my back. Anything, if you know anything about your spine, that is the center of your very body. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't believe in surgery anywhere. I'm going to try to find alternatives. Long story short, I had a friend that was doing Bikram yoga, hot yoga. And she says, you need to come Mm -hmm. and take this hot yoga class because the heat and the postures are going to help you. 
Can I tell you, after six mm-hmm. months, every day in that yoga class, I could feel my spine aligning again. I went back to that doctor uh-huh. and I said to him, let me tell you what you need to be telling your patients. You need to be telling your patients that they, they need to get into a hot yoga class. And he took another x-ray and I'm telling you, my lumbar four and five were fine. He did not have to do surgery. And so my point of that story, and then I have other stories in regards to my health too, because of, you know, being a dancer, you dance for over 30, 40 years, your body is going to, you know, have some consequences with it. But I'm always finding a natural alternative. And that is what I wish for society and the world to come to this new world order. Mm -hmm. And taking charge of their health. And what does that look like for them? So that they're not listening to a doctor to take prescriptive drugs because you take one drug and it's going to lead to another and then another and then another. And inevitably, it's not going to make you better. It's going to get you addicted to the drugs. And so that would be my uh, one thing that I would want society to get educated on. And that's what I do. I do a Zoom every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I want to invite some of the guests if they're interested. Sundays at 5 o'clock. Um, I know that's probably a different time frame, but I can even work something out with your time zone. I would love to try to plan a Zoom with your um, your audience if they're interested in seeing, yeah, and seeing the health component that I'm talking about. I personally would love to come and attend the class. I personally, I'm I'm a big fan of yoga. I do I yoga love, daily. Yeah, I would love so, to do that. So let's if- plan that. And in your time zone, I would, you know, yeah, get up sure. whatever time I need to get up to so that it's not so late for you all and present a Zoom for you. It's, it's yeah, a 20 sure. minute presentation. That's it. 20 minutes of the information that you would need to mm-hmm. see so, to make a difference, to start making some different choices. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely invite my friends or any of my listeners who would love to come to the to your Zoom class, definitely it would be, it would be a privilege yeah, to learn from great. you. I'd love to set something like that up. And also, Daryl, I really appreciate the point where you said that one should always look after for the, you know, natural alternatives. Because in India, somewhere, we, I, I think we are blessed with the natural resources where we have this herbs, we have this Ayurveda treatment. So, I mean... I feel even blessed to have, you know, born in such country. We have a lot of natural resources which are used in the therapy. And let me take an example. Like at my home and suddenly someone gets caught with the cold. We try to avoid medicines and have some, like we have this thing, Kara, in our country. So, which is made of different herbs. And it's going to treat you like maybe in two or three days. But it's, you know, very sustainable way of treating anything. So, I guess. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean... Getting into organic, getting into more natural things is something uh, I'm trying to adapt in my lifestyle. And I really, really appreciate like you are. Absolutely. And really. It's total health. It's total health in every capacity. We want to live long and strong. We want to, we want to have jobs that we love, right? We want to make money at doing something that we love. Yeah. And we want to live a life so we can enjoy what we're Mm -hmm. making so that we're not sick. Yeah. And we do everything in moderation. That's the key. You want to do everything in moderation. So in other words, sometimes I may feel like having a brownie or a piece of candy or, you know, a piece of cake or something, but I'm not doing it in excess. You feel me? If I feel like having it, I'm going to have it. And then 
it meets that craving. Exactly. And I'm done. I'm not going to be sitting there every day having cake and looking for brownies. <laughs> you know, you do everything yeah. in moderation. <laughs> and so I think that's key with health, being healthy and being happy while doing it. You don't want to deprive yourself, but you still want things to be tasty. You want to be healthy and you want to enjoy it. So it's finding how to make certain things. And you guys have delicious food and all of your spices are delicious. So I'm sure that is very um, easy for you guys to figure out an organic way of living. For Americans, we're so used to like hamburgers and French fries and pizza and all of those things. But there's a whole Mm -hmm. natural way of doing it. Like, you know, burgers, grass-fed meat. You know what I'm saying? Organic meat. Pizza. Alternative cheese. Not having so much dairy in your life. So there's an alternative to everything. And that's what I would hope that humanity and society would discover so that we can live long and strong and that we don't die off prematurely. A lot of people die prematurely because of health factors, you know, we want to be around. Mm -hmm. I know I want to be around. I have a daughter who's 25. I want to see her get married. I want to see her have children. I I want to be here for that. And you know what else I would love to do? I would love to come to India and do some workshops for the young people there, the young singers, dancers, actors, writers, poets, rappers, musicians, like just to do a workshop Mm -hmm. to get them inspired and motivated because I'm sure there's a lot of talent in your country. Exactly. You know what, Daryl? I was really about to add this point Thank you for, you know, you're just mentioning it by from your side. Like, I'm not completely, I'm not at all against the education system or anything. But I think it's, you know, I'm not very fond of it. The typical education system we have in our country, like cramming things or like developing, not developing a children into a kind of person he or she is supposed to be or he or she desire to be, but just going right. with the traditional thing, this art thing. You know, you know, like uh, raising the child's calling or the things you have said, embracing their gifts is something I really, really wish that in, in my country would have. I don't know if there's some organization or some people are looking into it. But if you are, you are willing to, please welcome. Yeah. We open you by because you know like, what open heart. Because every child does not learn the same way. Okay. They have different learning styles. And so in order to reach each kid, you got to figure out what's their talent. Like some people are visual, they're audio. Some people Mm -hmm. like to hear music. It's all of those different things. Some people are logical, mathematical. And so the arts taps into those areas for the kids to Mm -hmm. let them know how they learn. So even if they're in a classroom where the teacher's not teaching a certain way, they are aware of their talent they're aware of how they can perceive something. And that's the difference. And so I'm at a school that my principal is amazing. Like she had me come there specifically to teach what I do, like to teach dance, to teach the arts, to mentor, Mm -hmm. to utilize. Like, that's what I teach. I teach that at at a school. And I'm telling you, I see such a difference, not only in the kids, you know, their self-esteem, but even in their academics. They're more outgoing. They're learning differently. Mm -hmm. They have something to look forward to. You want to engage a child to keep them engaged and participating. Mm -hmm. And if they have something to look forward to in regards to their gifts and talents, that's enough right there. So, yeah, I would love to set something up to possibly, you know, come do some workshops in India. 
with the school system or yeah, or an organization that's open to having that. And somewhere, Daryl, it's it's all leading to one specific thing that it's you know embracing the creativity and connectivity in an individual. So it's like you know a road to any successful thing, whether you are into a business, whether you are into some artistic field, or whether you're into some other profession. I guess creativity and connectivity are some important factor which can lead you to you know do really great things in life. So that's. That's, again, yes, I have and my thing is, my motto is, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Everything that I said I wanted to accomplish, I did. When I was yeah. 14 years old, before I even went to high school, I remember telling the guidance counselor that I wanted to be a professional uh-huh. dancer on Broadway. She asked me, what did I want to do? I said, I want to be a professional dancer on Broadway. And that's exactly what I did. And then when I did my Broadway shows, I wanted to, I said, I want to go to California and start doing television and film and video. And I went to California and that's exactly what I did. And then I said, I wanted to start working with R&B artists. And I worked with Babyface and Earth, Wind & Fire and Barry White and Prince and Michael Jackson. I mean, you name it. So the thing that's important is having, like I have a vision board. I don't know if you guys are familiar with vision boards. And you make a vision board. It's a huge white piece of cardboard, stock paper, that you can, you know, sit in your room or something. And you find pictures. You cut out pictures from magazines Uh or online of things that you desire like I remember there was a certain car that I wanted I put it up on my Mm -hmm. vision board and I got it um there's this you know owning my house you know just things like that there's power in your words and visually seeing something if it's a career that you want if it's a house that you want if it's a marriage that you want whatever it is that you want create a vision board for it you know, and start adding to the vision board. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. how it's like keeping a journal, but a visual journal. And then you'll start seeing those things accomplished. Yeah. So that's what I do. And that's what I did. And I've, I've been do I did that even before the vision board. Like I used to say, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I want to do that. And I would do it. So we have power in our words. We can speak and decree things over our lives. We just can't be afraid to say it out loud. It was awesome. lovely Thank you having so you. Much for having me. I and believe it. me, it means you uh-huh. made my night, you made my day. It's almost pretty late at night, but believe awesome. me, I'm going to have a great sleep after this. After listening so much positive things, so much. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Have was- a wonderful day, Priya. Nice meeting you and having this time of discussion. It was wonderful. Thank you again daryl it was lovely having you and you beautiful people thank you for listening i hope you get some value today and if you want to join some health and wellness session by daryl you can dm me on the training diary page of instagram also you can find her book which is mentoring the me nobody knows on amazon.com i'll see you in the next episode soon till then stay tuned and god bless us all